You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. Reality Check. Katie Armor raised the standard. Finally, AR-500 steel core body armor that comfortably conforms to the chest and torso. Unique design distributes weight, feeling lighter, increases mobility, and lessens fatigue. Introducing the Combat Quad Bend CQB, a revolutionary plate-forming process that caters to the end user. The CQB is an industry game-changer, a must-have for the ladies. Available now, only at katiearmor.com, C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Come and take it. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. Rampant hacking, identity theft, mass surveillance. Defending yourself today is not an option. It's a requirement. Introducing the Conceal Shield Travel Pack from DefenderShield.com. Conceal Shield is cutting-edge wireless blocking technology that eliminates all signals, including EMF, GPS, and RFID. Place cell phones, credit cards, IDs, and other trackable items into the Conceal Shield, and they become totally invisible. Get Conceal Shield now at DefenderShield.com. Use promo code CONCEAL for 10% off. Guard your privacy, secure your data, and protect your health with Conceal Shield. Are you prepared to bug out? Infidel Body Armor and an Army Ranger have produced a high-speed DVD and book to show you how to drive in combat, patrol, and how to survive in combat. Skills you'll need when it hits the fan. Go to DrivenDVD.com. DrivenDVD.com. Herbs have been used by people since the dawn of time. When Rockefeller introduced allopathic medicine, many herbal remedies fell by the wayside as people put their faith in prescription pills and the world just gets sicker. Here at Heathen Herbs, we look to the past and to nature for answers. We offer tinctures, magnesium skin cream, lip balm, tooth powder, colloidal silver throat spray, and more. Check us out at HeathenHerbs.com. There are many water filters to choose from, but there is only one system that is consistently customer rated five stars as the number one system for effective filtration of fluoride, radiation, drug residues, heavy metals, a wide range of radioisotopes, and more. Introducing the Pure Effect Ultra, the next generation water filter that also raises alkaline pH, improves antioxidant potential, and has advanced anti-radiation technology all while using no electricity. Sold worldwide, it provides virtually instant clean water on demand. It is not made in China and the shipping is free to all 50 states. Buy your Pure Effect Ultra today by visiting pureeffectfilters.com or call 888-891-4821. Again, that's 888-891-4821 or visit pureeffectfilters.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome to Firearm Trainers Podcast, part of the SoCarry.com network. This is Season 5, Episode 14, published on June 6, 2023. This episode, we'll be talking with Cindy Seminick Hall about women's holster selection and the complications that that can be sometimes. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back and get ready for this week's episode. This episode... Also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. 
Visit their website at FTA Protect. Learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. You're a certified instructor. You qualify to apply for FTA coverage. And as listeners to this podcast, you can get 10% off in your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Manus X. I've been a longtime Manus user from their original Manus X to the new Manus X10 that came out with a couple of years ago. And now excited about their most recent product, Manus Blackbeard X. The Manus Blackbeard X combines the Manus 10 and the Manus Blackbeard system into one platform for the AR-15. It unleashes a completely new capability with in-depth dynamic shooting analysis, including motion-based analysis and multi-target engagement, something no one has done before. Manus Blackbeard X connects to your smartphone via Bluetooth and can easily download the Manus X application for Android and iOS. The Manus X application gives you history on all your previous sessions, as well as new drills for the modern sporting rifle. Manus X changed the way I train, and I think you'll find the Manus Blackbeard X is a great training aid for yourself and your students. Check out Manus X for more information on their Manus products, including the new Manus Blackbeard systems. That is ManusX.com. We bring this podcast support to the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, Every firearm instructor out there in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Cindy Semenik Hall from Aim Power LLC. Welcome, Cindy, to the show, and thank you for coming on tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, before we get into our topic today, uh, for those that might not know who you are, can you give us a little bit of your background and what you do in the firearm industry? Well, my husband and I are both not only instructors, but we're also training counselors with USCCA. We uh, started with NRA. Um, he told me a long time ago when I first met him, he said, you're going to be a well-armed woman instructor. And I said, no. And well, I'm also that. <laughs> so um, it's been quite an interesting road for us. It's been a really fun road, a really good road, um, helped us grow closer together. I've only known Bill for about seven or eight years. And uh, so this has been our, our life ever since we met is getting into firearms. We have a business here in Leesburg, Florida. We have trained 65 other instructors, uh, which is exciting. Um, and that, that just is so rewarding to see them out there and that we gave them a good start on that. We gave them some good, good foundations. Um, I'm just very proud about what we do. I have not been a shooter that long myself. I didn't start shooting until uh, 2008. So it hasn't been that long in my lifetime, and uh, it's been a good good road. Well, good. And you're the perfect person to talk about tonight's topic, and that is we're gonna, we want to talk a little bit about women's holsters. Now, I know mm-hmm. I can make a lot of recommendations about inside, outside waistband holsters, shoulder holsters, different things like that. But the one thing I will say that I am a little bit uh, challenged at is be able to go along and make good recommendations to women because i don't use purses i don't have a women's physique for it i don't you know i like women but hiding places yeah exactly so why don't you tell us first kind of question i have for you what makes women so unique that we need to talk specifically about women's holster selection well for one thing we like to wear a lot of variety of clothes that a guy wouldn't probably wear like a dress or a skirt so now I can't say that today, uh, but, <laughs> but it is true. We have a lot of different places and we have different places to hide. We don't usually uh, wear inside or outside. Some people do inside and outside the waistband and that works for them, but it doesn't work in everybody's careers. Sometimes you need to be a little more stealthy about it and put it someplace where no one will guess or no one can get to it and get your firearm from you. We have other places to go. And it's the variety is really amazing. And it's amazing how much people do not, and instructors don't know what women can do and what kind of holsters women can use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk to new instructors. Like, when, so, when you have a woman in your class and she asks how to carry, what do you tell her? Uh, a purse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather them not have a purse because that could be stolen and it could be mm-hmm. lost or forgotten. Um, yeah. yeah really it's one, it's one of those things where I kind of 
can give the basics you know here's the options but you know it really comes better when you know when you talk to another female because they can tell you you know how how to conceal it when you're wearing a dress or when you're going along and you're and you're, you got the evening gown on or you're going you know to the play or matinee different things along those lines to where from a guy perspective um we've got a couple easy ways to do it but not as many or um you know we don't have the same considerations we're wearing jeans or other uh type of uh, material which makes it a little bit easier for you know i think a guy to hide things at times and a guy can wear it on his hip but our hips are bigger we put it on our hip it's not as a flattery <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know we, we prefer not to wear it on our hips oh. So t- tell us, what are some of the uh, different kind of holsters that you recommend and why? Well, there's always the belly band. You know, there's a good, there's all kinds of belly bands you can use. But there's also holsters that you can wear just under your uh, your breast area. Your breast can actually be a shelf that can conceal a lot of things. It's a little different. And guys mm-hmm. wouldn't talk about that much. But there's... Um, Crossbreed Holsters has a modular system of holsters, and one of them is a band that you can wear. You can wear it anywhere. It's a belly band. You can wear it around your waist. You can wear it around your hips. You can wear it up higher, and it works very well. It has a small holster, a small holster just for the firearm that has Velcro on the back that sticks to the the soft Velcro on the, the band, and straps in. It's a different kind of belly band because it's like uh, fastened and then refastened again. So it holds the holster very tight to the body. That one I really like. That one's a very good holster. Um, but there's also flashbang. You ever mm-hmm. heard of a flashbang holster? Yes, I have. It actually straps to the woman's bra. I don't recommend it if it's a sports bra. It really should be a bra that's hopefully got some metal in it. So Mm -hmm. underwire bra. Otherwise it could stretch and not give you the results you want Mm -hmm. because it's now it holds to the bra itself. And when you yank it, it comes right out and it's probably the fastest way for a woman to draw. So if she thinks she's going to be in a situation where she's going to need to draw fast, that's the one she wants to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different uh, belly bands that go lower or even pouches that go lower and the pouch system is very nice because it goes below your waist we have very soft area below our waist and if you wear tight pants you'll never see it it'll stay really hidden my personal favorite is leggings I love the leggings. There's a holster built into the top of the leggings. And I wear blouses that are loose enough over that and long enough. That's my personal preference. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, with the uh, belly bands and things like that, one of the cons with them are they're not easily uh, reholstered because they're all fabric. Um, have you found that to be a challenge also? Uh, not really, but you have to practice okay. anything you get. Um, you just want with one hand, uh, you, your non-dominant hand, you want to make sure that you are preparing the holster to accept the firearm. So that means using your fingers to spread the elastic apart or spread whatever it is apart to get the firearm in there safely. Yes. That's a big difference with women's holsters. We do a lot of Velcro and a lot of elastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And keep one thing in mind, um, you know, as I always go along and, and uh, coach my instructors on and my students is we got to be aware of the muzzle at all times um just because we're reholstering doesn't mean that we couldn't necessarily couldn't have an accidental uh discharge or something along those lines and we have to be responsible for where that muzzle is pointing at all times so you can get into a little bit gymnastics sometimes if you need to go and you know turn toward down range but you're actually looking at the person next to you or something else like that because you've got to be able to put it back in the holster safely Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You want to be sure. And like I said, practice, practice with an empty firearm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's the best way to practice is keep it empty until you're confident with doing it. Definitely. What kind of uh, leggings do, do you do you use? 
Um, there's a couple, there's actually several different brands, um, and some are just as good and less expensive, and some are very expensive. They really vary from literally $25 to $125. Um, and there's not a lot of difference except that the USCCA uh, leggings have a nice deep pocket so that the um, butt of the of the firearm doesn't come out and isn't held by a small elastic strap. It's actually deep inside. And I very much like that because it holds it much better. And all, the other problem with leggings is that if you're wearing a larger gun, like when I'm doing church safety and I want to take a bigger gun with me, I might actually take a, a belly band just to hide the profile. So I might actually put a belly band over it just to hide it a little bit more because it's heavy. Mm -hmm. um, that happens. That's just unusual, but um, that's a possibility. So the 2A for life makes a good um, legging. USCCA has a good legging. Um, under tech, undercover has a good one. So those are three basic ones, but you can just, you know, look in your search engine for, uh legging holsters and um there's other brands out there well just like with any holster you probably got to find one that works for you so you might have to go out and get a couple return a couple and end yeah, up with uh, I've used most of them <laughs> everyone yeah. i bought i've liked so they all seem fairly standard mm -hmm. except uscca's has got a different little bit different pocket for it i like it mm -hmm. well that's good well, what other kind of holsters Oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to go back to crossbreed because crossbreed has a couple of options. I told you it has a holster. That's just a small piece. And that small piece has the Velcro on the back of it. And it goes on this, the band, but it goes on other things too. Um, the band is nice because it's flexible wherever you want to wear it on your body, but it can also be used to um, in a modular system to attach to some Velcro that slides between your mattress and your um, your two your mattress and your uh, box spring, and has the Velcro on the outside plate, and you've got your holster right next to the bed, which I think is pretty amazing. That's a nice modular mm -hmm. thing. Um, I'm trying to think what other things. I mean, look here. I've got some notes. Um, there's a little plate for going in a purse. So if somebody doesn't have a, a good holster purse there's a little plate that has a l shape to it and then you can put it into a purse and the um again the velcro sticks to it so the whole gun is right where you expect it to be the same place every time so if you don't have carry concealed purse or if you like all kinds of different purses this one works very nice because it can go into different purses, still be in the same place you expect it to be every time. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I tell people that want to use a purse, I have nothing against it except for it takes practice. It's not one of those things where you can say, well, you know, I've been carrying on my waist, you know, for the last year. So I just put in the purse and it'll be the same draw. And, it's, and anybody who's done that will tell you that it is not the same draw yeah. because you've got to be ready to a you know, draw it from the purse or potentially the first shot might come from actually inside the purse. So you need to know how to do a, um, a, a malfunction drill because your semi-automatics will not cycle properly inside your purse. It will catch on something. It will right. probably not allow that, that round to eject properly. So you got to come up and, and do a, um, immediate action drill with it. Yeah. There's a couple things about carry concealed purses. A lot of them have a separate pocket. And they will have a universal holder held on with Velcro, usually uh, universal type holder. So it's not the Kydex type. Crossbreed is Kydex. So the Kydex are going to be, you better know how to draw it away from the Kydex holster before you touch the trigger. Um, but the ones with the standard holster or the just gen generic holsters in them, you can pull those out just a tiny bit and pull the trigger and shoot through the purse. And you might have to shoot through the purse because actually withdrawing a firearm could bring too much attention to yourself. 
and gets you shot. Mm -hmm. So you have to be ready to lose the purse. You can shoot through the purse. And, and any gun can shoot through a, through, can shoot through a purse, you know, unless yeah. you've got a lead line purse, it, it will shoot through it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, other thing about purses, if you're going to have a carry concealed purse, get a carry concealed purse or use this modular series from Crossread. But the carry concealed purses should be cross body so that nobody can snatch your purse off of you. It should have a steel cable in the strap so that nobody can cut the purse off of you. Uh, those are the two. Those are two big criteria I look for in a carry concealed purse. Now, as far as you mentioned uh, in our pre-talk a little bit about evening wear or working or whatever, there are times when you're going to have it different. Maybe you need a carry concealed purse or an option to carry in an evening purse. You know, that's an exception. Maybe you use a sticky holster inside an evening purse and, a, you know, try to use a small firearm. Mm -hmm. um, so evening wear is different. Um, your lifestyle does make a difference. Are you athletic? You know, how are you going to carry with you in your athletic? Leggings are good, but then there's other methods you might want to use too that would strap it down a little harder. Belly bands are good when you're athletic, but mm -hmm. then again, if you're hot and sweaty, belly bands are very uncomfortable. So you have to look at other options. There are lighter belly bands. Um, I like belly bands from Etsy.com. There's some really interesting holsters. There's an under the bra holster. There's um, the pouch holster, different kinds of belly bands, different colors and different styles. And one lace. I like the lace ones. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also Dean Adams makes um, some shorts. There's a couple places undercover tech undercover makes shorts as well as uh, leggings but they have it only on the waistband. But Dean Adams has some shorts that have an inside the thigh holster. And so that's nice when you're wearing dresses mm -hmm. and have it on the inside of your thigh. Um, I use that at church quite a bit. So mm -hmm. if I want to wear a dress to church, then that's how <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, the inside of the thigh probably doesn't work as well with uh, leggings on, but I could see definitely no. work well with um, <laughs> a dress. One or the other. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of those things where I don't have any experience. So that's where I've come to more of an expert that's uh, been there and done it, can give us uh, recommendations. I have a lines. million of them, and some of them um, I've kept because they don't work for me, but they're good memories to know. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know things, and they'll work for somebody. You know, somebody can use them. I don't want to forget that they're out there. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways. I have a three drawer dresser that's only holsters mm -hmm. <laughs> so. yeah and instructors here's a here's a little bit of a tip if you're new and don't have a whole lot of holsters um, when you're going along doing holster work with your students you'll probably have students that'll go along and say you know this holster's just not working right for me it's you know it was made for a different gun it was this or that offer to buy the holster from them so that they can buy buy the right holster for them, and then guess what? You can get a holster for twenty bucks. That you know might be two or three times more than that, but all what it's going to do for that for your student was sit in a drawer someplace. So why not go along and turn that into a uh, training aid from your perspective that you can go along? Okay, here I've got a holster for LCP. Here's one for an H and K. Here's here's one for a Glock. All those different kind of combinations, and your student ends up getting what they want, and they and they probably would really very much appreciate making a little bit of money off of uh, selling a holster versus going along, making no money off of it. That's a very good point. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Always looking to help out. How about other places carry uh, like ankle? What's your, what's your thoughts on ankle carry? Um, it's yes. There's a particularly good way to carry on an ankle. Um, and it's called cheetah. And Let's see, I have that one written down too. I wrote down the website for that so I wouldn't forget. Um, where is that one? Cheetah Tactical, C H E A T A Tactical.com. 
I met this girl before going to a USCCA expo and she was at, she's been to a couple of the expos when we have been. The ankle holster that she makes is cloth and it's very stretchy. It's more comfortable to wear and it's not moving anywhere. If you put the firearm in there, it stays there. With so many of the other ankle holsters, if you're athletic at all and you try to move around a lot or run, they slip around and they're not as comfortable. These are actually almost exclusively bought by um, by, uh, (laughs) police departments now. So they're very good because people can run with them. She designed it for people who rode horses. And that's really good. That's a good one. So you might want to think about that kind. And there, yes, it works under jeans. You can get the other kind, lots of other kinds to wear on the ankle. It's a great, especially as a backup gun, if you're trying to have a second gun someplace. I live in Florida. It's not very practical in Florida because nobody wears long pants enough. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but you know, if you're a snowbird and are going to be coming down, or or you know, you're wearing long pants for you know that occasional cold day in Florida, then uh, maybe uh, maybe might be something. Or you know, again, you know, are you sitting more than you're standing? You know, what's what's the situation? Because even when it comes to shoulder rigs, um, I'm not a big fan of them because you tend to you've got to be very careful and trained to make sure you're not flagging yourself or people behind you, those Mm -hmm. types of things, but. I will say there's always a purpose for those those types of, of uh, holsters. Most you know. of they're not that expensive, so you could keep one for that rare time when you're wearing the sports coat and it's going to be hidden mm-hmm. and it's okay to do that. Yeah. Just make sure, you like we've been saying over and over again, go to the range and practice with it. Because if you don't know how that's going to be, how you're going to be drawing from it, you're going to be way behind the learning curve when you're in one of those dynamic critical incidents, instead of going there and confidently being able to draw and, and uh, do what, do what you need to do at the time. Yeah. And again, how are you going to reholster it? Make sure you make sure you're not only worrying about, uh, unholstering it to do business, but also being able to reholster it because, you know, again, when the police arrive, you don't want to be the person holding the gun there. You want to be the person who's there can give them a good explanation and not have to be, um, you know, handcuffed and thought to be the bad guy. That the first, uh, the first thing they do. Exactly. There's another new holster out that I have not had experience with, and I was actually thinking of buying it this month. But I have a friend that has one, and I've talked to a couple of people who have one. Have you heard of the Enigma? Yep. Mm-hmm. So that seems to be very popular. Seems to be a good way to go. Um, it doesn't attach to clothing. It isn't a piece of clothing itself. It's something that actually straps to your body. And um, it it's pretty interesting. That one can actually be a game changer. That mm-hmm. could be a game changer because it's men or women and it's... Um, it hides its everything so well that you don't seem to need much else. Yeah. And that, that's one thing I'll, I'll point out as much as I know we're talking what's being offered today. Um, always go along and kind of Google and see what's new manufacturers that there go to the shows and see what, see what manufacturers have because uh, you know, crossbreed not too long ago was all leather. Now they're getting into more of the Kydex for it. Yep. Um, same thing with Galco. I saw that at the NRA um, annual meeting for it. Um, KSG Holsters, which is one of our, our sponsors, they've come out with some really nice Kydex um, appendix uh, rigs for it. And the one thing that kind of separates all these people or why they keep coming out with new models is because everything can be tweaked. You've got different firearms that come out. you got different ways that people are carrying firearms uh, these days. So it's, um, you know, everybody has their own take on it. And that's where, um, you know, find the one that works for you. You don't have to go along and settle and say, okay, this is, this is what I got, this is what I got to, got to put up with, you know, within a holster. I've got to go and, um, you know, find the right one. And that's where, like I said, instructors offer your students, you know, some money to buy their old holsters for them, recommend a good, um, you know, gun shop that they can go to and test their holster out or, you know, 
buy it and then return it within 30 days, those types of things. Um, because I've got a lar- large amount of holsters that I've um, collected for my own use. And some that people have given me because they're like, yeah, this is terrible. It doesn't work for me. And even the holster that I would never use, I can use it as a demonstration to show why I wouldn't recommend a holster doing along those lines. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a pro and con every time. Now, the other thing with Kydex is they, if you have two or three different guns and you have two or three different Kydexes that all look about the same, mm-hmm. find a way to identify them. <laughs> a silver Sharpie. That's what I use. Ah, I use a little get- vibrating thing that actually engraves into it. <laughs> puts the type of gun it is yeah i I learned that you do a silver sharpie because most holsters are black dark colors uh things along those lines it's hard to use any and no other color really kind of shows up but the silver and gold sharpies actually do a really nice job and i i put the model that it's made for and i can look look at it and say okay this one's for this this one's for that and it's worked out really well for me yeah, and I noticed today that uh, some of them are starting, like Crossbreed has some different colored holsters, so different colored Kydexes. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, if I'd known that way back when, then I would have had a different one for each type. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's and that's one of those things too. When we were when you're talking about uh, evening wear or, or different places, you might there, there might be times when you don't want a black holster because it'll stand out against the material that you're uh that you're wearing and you may want to go with you know a different a lighter color um you know so, those those types of things and they do um these shorts i was talking about those come in a, a flesh color as well as a black so and i have both because uh, so, again like you said if you happen to take a glimpse of it and against black on black you want to think a thing of it if you see gold on black you go what's that (laughs) you know so um yeah it's nice to have some various colors on those things Mm -hmm. um i was talking to a gal the other day who has a ukulele have you ever heard of that one no clue what that is she use she rides on motorcycles a lot, and the women who ride on motorcycles will carry their bag on the, their outer thigh. It's a, it's an open, you know, it's a bag, mm-hmm. but there's a holster in that bag. Okay, you know. I've I've seen that before. I didn't know what they called it. Yeah, you koala. So you koala. If you are, you know, if you like motorcycles, that's probably a good way to carry because it's very, it's very comfortable. You don't have it on your waist. You don't have it put you know, digging into you anywhere mm-hmm. it's in the bag on your leg and you walk around with that bag strapped to your leg. And yeah, well, you know, cars are kind of a special place too. motorcycles, all those, because you're sitting in some kind of a chair and, you know, seat on a motorcycle and that restricts, you know, where you can actually put it. You can't do small the back. You can't really do the ankle very well. And, you know, having something that's down on your thigh, if you're in a motorcycle and you've got to stop, you can stand up, still reach that bag and yep. draw. It's always there. It's always yeah. there. So. so that's a good one. I like that. Uh, yeah. In cars, you know, you can use some of the different Velcro things too with the holster from um, Crossbreed to stick the places in your car, probably in a, um, in the, the center console, something would be a good place to put it. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this, Cindy. I know we've been talking about holsters in general, but what are some of the suggestions for people that, or I should say, we're not talking people, we're talking women in this podcast when you get a woman who is, um, you know, very thin, you know, kind of kind of pencil shaped, um, yes. what what are the recommendations along those lines? Because in some cases, you know, when you go along and say, you know, you got extra places to put, all of a sudden, when you're talking about somebody who's who's very thin and, yeah. and slender, all of a sudden, you know, it's like anything, you know, add anything to it and it pops out right away. Yeah, uh, in that case, you really want to talk about loose clothing because mm-hmm. something is going to be showing somewhere so you want to have you know make your tops a little more flowy they don't have to be right on you um no quit wearing the t-shirts and wear something a little you can still get casual that flows around and i will tell you one more thing about women's holsters um and that is that chiffon 
covers everything. <laughs> <laughs> you can hide anything in chiffon. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so lots of chiffon. But yeah, it really is going to come down to a little bit of a lifestyle. One of the sayings that I learned, I think I learned it in The Well-Armed Woman, is that carrying a firearm is meant to be a comfort. It's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Well, let me let me uh, turn, uh, take uh, the opposite end of it from somebody who's very thin and slender. What okay. do you do, do with somebody who is uh, rather um, shapely? Mm. I get more places to hide. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. More places to hide things. Yeah, it really is easier uh, if they've got some lumps. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what the lump, and nobody's going to stare at the lumps. Mm -hmm. So So that that allows them, you know, you've got the flashbangs, you got the belly bands, um, you know, thigh holsters. You got a lot of different options there that people can, uh, can utilize. Oh, there's one other, and, and you may have used them, too. Have you ever used the holsters with magnets? They I really don't. hold on well. They can hold on to waistbands. They can also hold on to bras. There's one specially made for bras, actually, that has the magnet on I've seen the magnets in the car. I haven't seen the magnets uh, on, and on like on-body holster. Yeah, they really slap and hold very tightly. Um, but don't wear them if you have a pacemaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or around anything that's really a, a lot of metal because you could be attracting uh, yeah. metal you know flying across the room toward you probably not that strong <laughs> <laughs> but no the, the um, magnet type are pretty interesting they're very comfortable you know that's one of the few leather holsters i will i have that i like um so i might wear that on the inside waistband and there's only a little piece of leather that goes over the top where the magnet is and speaking of magnets um there's a lot of other uses for magnets um you can use a magnet in your house put it they sell them on amazon lots of places put it behind your nightstand and that'll you can keep your gun next to your bed that way on a magnet Mm -hmm. and it's just right there and handy you can I've always thought and recommended to, um, especially single girls in an apartment, put a magnet next to your door, inside, (laughs) not outside. Mm -hmm. So when you come home from work, you take your gun out and stick it on the magnet. And that way, you know where it is all the time. Before you leave, you're going to grab your your gun. It's looking you in the eye. It's right there. And the other nice thing is that if somebody knocks on the door, rings the doorbell, you can look out the peephole and have your hand on your firearm. Mm-hmm. So I've always thought that magnets are a great, great tool for hiding, um, keeping your gun where you need it the most. If you're home alone, and a lot of times women are home alone, you know, maybe you need it in a kitchen cabinet up mm-hmm. high where kids can't get to it. Very careful around kids. Kids climb. Doesn't matter how high you put it. Kids climb. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Keep always keep in mind. You know, unauthorized people. You know, do they have access to it? And yep. maybe you might need a biometric safe instead of just a magnet. And yeah. you know, the, so there's a lot of options that if you look into them, you can uh, go and and find a solution somehow. You know, magnet by the door. Good suggestion. If you got unauthorized people that are living with you and you can't trust them maybe yeah, you go along get, get a biometric you know safe so yes. you can quickly get into it or you know any of the rfid type of uh, safes to it just something to go along and a allow you to be okay, safe yeah. and b not make making sure that you don't have an unfortunate accident with somebody who's unauthorized getting out getting access to your firearm because that's yeah, and uh, what i was suggesting good. was fairly specific yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's should be out there <laughs> it could help somebody someday definitely well hey cindy i got a question for you we've been asking all our guests this season to name a, a place or an event that they think two a people should go or or do to appreciate the freedoms that we have in, the, in this country do you have a suggestion for our audience um well i was at um gettysburg mm-hmm. i went to gettysburg and it had a huge impact on me it, just the number of people and the 
importance of what our freedoms mean to us and what lives were shed for us to get those freedoms. Um, I have other friends that are, they're both veterans and they love to take off on the weekends and start to look for more civil war forts, civil war battlefields. Mm -hmm. And they go to those constantly. They love it. And the history, they are always studying that history. And I learn from them. That's pretty interesting stuff. But I think the Civil War um, was such a turning point for this country. And it did give us the freedoms. People died for those freedoms. We can't be just letting them go. We have mm -hmm. to fight for them. Yeah, and I the quote I like the most is, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. Absolutely. And that's where going along and understanding how things, how wars start, understanding, you know, why they end, uh, those types of things. It's really important because it's really easy to go along and forget about the hardships that, you know, were around that time. But if you take and read, uh, you know, personal letters or you read the, the history behind it, you do, you do your research, you can get a kind of a sense of what was going on in the country at the time and really kind of realize that in a lot of cases, you know, people felt that if they didn't do something, that you know our country wouldn't be here today and that was civil war you know war one or two korea even vietnam uh, you know the history uh, says you know we had dedicated yes. people that knew that our best a interest mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that died in vietnam you know Definitely. very sad time very sad for this country people mm -hmm. are willing to die for this country we can't just let it go right and it's really easy to go along and say well you know 50 years later that, Hey, you know, we shouldn't have done this or shouldn't have been there. But at the same time, you've got to look at the geopolitical situation at that point. And, um, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of dicey then. And, uh, you know, we'll, we don't dive into politics much here, but I will tell you history is something worth, uh, studying and understanding because, uh, if you don't know it, you're kind of doomed to repeat it. That's just the human way of doing things. And I'm afraid they're not teaching it as much as they used to. That's we need to make sure we tell our children and grandchildren. I was uh, I was born 20 years after World War II, and here we are, 80 years after World War II, and nobody really understands, uh, you know, how devastating that was to this country. And, you know, not even looking at Europe or Japan and such, but you realize how devastating it was for this this country. And you really realize just how dedicated uh, that generation was to be able to put up with rationing, to be able to go to go along and have to, you know, turn out lights, you know, along the coast and different things. And, you know, for a couple of years, there was uh, a constant fear of uh, invasion, literally. Yes. Yes. Very, very interesting, you know, know, to know the history. That's for sure. Absolutely. Cindy, where can people find more out about the classes you're teaching, both your student and uh, instructor classes? Well, we've got another instructor class this weekend. Uh, just It's just a small one, two people. We have seen some of a downturn because of the constitutional carry that's being passed here in Florida. Um, it will come to, back, um, to be in the first part of July. And people are thinking, yeah, I don't need to get a carry conceal license right now. There's a little bit of a slow area. I'm not too worried about it. I don't think it's going to last. Um, but we've heard it happened in other parts of the country too. It's been happening. They're still responsible to know the same laws. They still need to know them. And in the case of Florida, some of the laws are actually more strict if you are a constitutional carry than if you are a carry concealed person. So they need to know what those are, uh, or they could get five years and not even know why. <laughs> so yep. mm -hmm. um, we're, we're really trying to stress that, putting out some flyers uh, saying, hey, if you think you, you know the constitutional, please give us a call um, and let's talk. And that way we can hopefully talk them into a carry concealed class. That's happened to me. The minute I put one out, um, I got a phone call within an hour and uh, said, hey, no, we're just going for the constitutional stuff. And I said, did you know this? Did you know that? Did you know the other, you know, 
when's your next CCW class? <laughs> so it's like, that's the answer I want. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper to go along and take a class and say, I knew, I knew that than to go along and, and have some call lawyer and say, yeah, I just screwed up. And it's, and your retainer is $25,000 just to hopefully plead this down and not uh, serve any jail time. Yep. So we're, that's uh, something we're working with here. It's just a phase and, and it's not a horrible one. We've still got classes going. Good. Well, Cindy, Definitely appreciate your time, your insight into uh, women's holsters, and I'm sure our audiences uh, get a little insight into what should be considered when uh, recommending holsters or for the women instructors out there, uh, some brands that maybe they need to check out to see how they fit on their body so they can recommend to their lady uh, students what to well, do. Most of these things that we've talked about, the holsters that you wear on your body are still a lot cheaper than some of those purses. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Good, uh, uh, good, good point to end on. So thank you, Cindy. All right. Thanks, Rob. That's a wrap for this episode. I hope you'll share it with your friends because I'm sure we know, have some friends out there that have to make some better selections when it comes to firearm holsters for women and maybe even for some men. So share it with your friends. It's always uh, good to get information out there so people can have the information and make their own decisions from. This was a topic that Cindy had suggested to me at the NRA conference. And as you can see, she came on, came with an interesting topic. So if you've got an interesting topic or somebody, email me, ftp at concealedcarry.com. also want to remind you, make time. Come out to the Carding Conference, September 15th through the 17th. Links are in the show notes. Coming there, you can get world-class training on a variety of topics from unarmed self-defense to firearm training to emergency first aid. All those that we need to know as instructors and be able to do confidently in case uh, something happens in our personal life or during one of our classes. Also, remember to go to our website, firearmtrainerpodcast.com. Check out previous editions of the podcast, and also you can search for those different podcasts if you want to see what we've talked about with uh, training women previously. You want to check out what we've uh, done when it comes to marketing or going along talking about some advanced um, training opportunities, or even maybe affiliate marketing, you know, for those money-making opportunities. Check it out, and uh, you can listen to those episodes again. Visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Establishing business was the first step. Next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember, promo code FTP10 for listeners of this podcast. We bring this podcast support to the industry, Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. I meant what I fucking said. Now I got a bunch of people asking me, oh, what are we going to do? What should we do? Educate yourself. Spread the word. The United Nations has just declared war on the truth. They're telling you outright, if you speak up, you're a conspiracy theorist. Shouldn't be believed. Should be approached in a certain fashion. The authorities should be contacted and all kinds of neat shit. So they want war? Arm yourself with facts. Get out there and start telling the people. You don't want to do it on social media? Do it in person. Do it on the telephone. Do it like we used to do, standing around on the street corner having a coffee. Do you know who your enemy is? The World Economic Forum? 51 years they've been working at this. They've been planning and scheming, working as hard as they can. And now, here we are. Coach Schwab has admitted that for over 45 years, 
They've been working directly with the CCP. Now here we are in Canada and the U.S. We got 5G, military grade 5G technology right across the country. Where did it come from? Who owns that technology? And what's going to happen when they don't like it? Get to know your enemy. Get to know the facts. Beat the fuck up. Be a warrior. That's what we need to do. Instead of following Marcus like a bunch of fucking sheep. Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface, our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated tri-iodine form for a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism. Get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hold on right there, my friend. Uh, that's very interesting and giving you a little bit of background on our featured guest for the evening, Stefan Brockus of Arctos Media and Europa Terra Nostra. A little bit of background on who he is and what his story is, and we'll be back with hey more there, next. Hey, family. This is James Edwards, your host of The Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-88-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. <laughs> 